Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Today, we're going to continue uh, getting to know one of our leaders. And today, I'm here with Alexa Bayouk, one of our high school girls leaders. Alexa, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great, Chris. Happy to be here. Awesome. So the purpose of this, though, is to introduce you to some of the leaders who are hanging out with your students and spending time getting to know them, pouring into their lives. So Alexa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe uh, some of the things that you are interested in, some of your passions, and just a little bit about you in general? Sure. Well, I think anybody who knows me would automatically say that I'm a huge Disney fan. So that's definitely one of my interests and one of my passions. But I'm also a pianist. I played the piano for basically my whole life, and I went to college for classical piano, and I play piano in the worship band. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm 26 years old when you're listening to this, and um, my uh, just a little history on my my childhood and where I grew up and how I grew up. My parents got divorced when I was 10 months old. So I was very young. I don't really know them together. And um, I accepted Jesus into my life when I was, I think, five or six or something. I was going to Sunday school every other weekend when I was with my dad. My mom didn't really go to church, not for a while. She does now, but it, um, when I was younger, I was only going to church every other week with my dad. And um, it was I was in Sunday school, and um, the youth pastor just did an altar call, and I was like, yeah, I, I want to know Jesus. I want to invite him into my life. Yeah, that sounds like something that I want to do and something that I should do. So I went up there, and um, I had a very, you know, five-year-old relationship with Jesus. <laughs> and uh, as time went on, I was— um, really the sort of person who followed the rules, liked to follow the rules, and didn't get into a lot of trouble. And so being a Christian, quote-unquote, in that sense was very easy for me. And it wasn't until I was in middle school when I started taking my relationship with God more seriously. I remember feeling... In middle school, I remember feeling there was some weight on my shoulders, and I think that it was probably the beginnings of what might have been depression, but I just felt like nothing really mattered, and I wasn't really—I had no joy. And I remember making a decision after hearing a message at church or something that I was like, no, I'm— I'm not going to worry about what other people think of me. I'm only going to worry about what Jesus thinks of me. And I'm going to follow him with my whole heart and nothing else matters but God. And that sort of decision in my mind brought me 
out of that little funk that I was mm -hmm. in, out sure. of those those little dark ages in middle school. And I started really reading my Bible and, and uh, making my faith my own in early high school and in that, that time of my life. And um, then I went to college at PLU, did my piano thing, and then I did um, my master's in arts administration at the University of Oregon. And when I left for Oregon, at that time when I made the decision to move to Oregon, I wanted to get away. I wanted to be somewhere else for a little while. I wanted to, you know, spread my wings, all those cliche things. Sure. Whereas when I was in high school picking an undergraduate college, I was really, I loved my home. I loved my church. And I, I wanted to stay close, um, as close as possible. So 10 minutes away is what I did. And then I was ready to sort of explore a little bit further outside of my comfort zone. And so I went away for two years and hated it. I wanted to come home immediately. And I, I, I really, I found a good church when I was in Oregon and that was really helpful. But when I came back, I knew that, I knew that Tacoma or just Western Washington FBC centric is where I really was meant to be and around my family. That's, that's where I wanted to be. And so um, I got a job at the Seattle Symphony, and um, that's what I'm doing right now, and that's sort of my whole life in a nutshell. I'm sorry, but you forgot to mention your burgeoning passion for driving large vehicles. <laughs> yes, I got my van certification through the University of Oregon to take my cohort down to San Francisco on an arts venture trip that we planned and it was a 15-passenger van, and I if, I just really like to be in control. I love driving, and driving is like a really <laughs> – that's where you're in control. And um, it, I, I also get car sick, so I like sitting in the front. I like a guaranteed – I don't want to have to sh call shotgun. I just want the keys. Just give me the keys. <laughs> and so now that I'm a youth leader, yeah, driving humongous vehicles comes in handy, and I love it. I love that you love it, actually. <laughs> so, Alexa, can you tell us something about maybe how you actually came to saving faith? Sure. I don't know if I had a saving faith when I was five, when I went up there in Sunday school. But I know that my there were no parents in the room. I went up of my own volition. I wasn't being pressured into it or anything. Um, but when I was in early high school, that when, when my faith became really like my own, mm -hmm. I remember feeling like I renewed my vows or I recommitted my life sure. um, to Christ. And I think what I remember thinking then was that I hated my sin. Like I, I felt the weight of it. And it was really bringing me down. And I, because I had that background and because I was sort of raised in the church at least every other weekend, I knew what to, I knew what to do with that mm -hmm. guilt. I knew what to do with that sin. And I knew I didn't have to carry it anymore because Jesus already did. And if I'm sitting here carrying around the weight and shame of sin, then Jesus died for nothing. And I remember feeling like this was such a huge gift 
that I didn't have to feel so icky about sin anymore. And I could have even, that. Even when you were like in high school, you yeah. remember feeling this. Wow, that's very yeah, I don't mature, think I, I, think. <laughs> I don't think I could pinpoint it to like a specific moment where it's like, oh, I believe in Jesus now because I always did or I thought I did. But mm-hmm. I remember a sort of subtle change over time that ended up being a huge change of just having the joy of the Lord. And I don't think that I did before then. And after that, I remember thinking that like, you know what? Anything could happen. Like I could mess up this, this test that I'm taking. I could kind of fail in my endeavors in school or piano. These people may, might not think of me as I want them to think of me. And none of that matters because none of that can separate me from the love of God. And that just sort of boosted my confidence. And yeah, that was definitely the joy of the Lord. And I remember um, feeling a, a marked difference and thinking back to like middle school, I was like, wow, such a rain cloud back then. <laughs> well, it makes it makes perfect sense because maturing even just as a person is such a process and your faith very much takes the same a same path where you know you that relationship is developing you're not you know ready to marry somebody the minute you see them but you have to develop a relationship with them and then that grows into something that becomes love totally and again the more i the more i knew about god the more i could love god and so now in this phase of my life where i'm just learning and reading and i have a hunger for the word i am looking forward to that love growing even stronger. So what are some things that perhaps God has been teaching you lately? Like I said, I work at the Seattle Symphony and I live in Tacoma. So that that's quite a commute. I take the train and I've really been using that train commute, which is about 45 minutes up and 45 minutes back, to read my Bible and read other spiritual books and listen to podcasts. And I am in a place right now where I have this hunger to just learn more and read more and know my Bible, know God's word. I think with knowledge can often come pride. And so what I think God is teaching me right now is to keep that hunger for knowledge and wisdom, but not get hung up and let that knowledge puff me up and get prideful and feel like, I'm a know-it-all, and I think mm. that's a really easy trap to fall into. Well, it sure is. Is there a, something in particular that has like brought that to your to the forefront of your mind? Well, the thing about reading the Bible every day is a lot of things get brought to the forefront of your mind, and so I recently finished a nine-month through the Bible Bible reading plan, and so I think it that that's in in Proverbs that knowledge can puff you up. And and just, I also read Mere Christianity and there's a whole chapter about, I think the great sin is pride. And I've just been asking God recently to kill my pride. And just a warning to everybody, when you pray for God to kill your pride, he will. <laughs> and it might hurt. It does. <laughs> Other lessons that I'm learning are there, there are times in life where you're waiting on God to answer some big 
prayer requests, things that you want, things that are good, and you just have to wait and pray for them. And I think God is teaching me that right now in a lot of things, to be patient and content and to keep asking. To those, those things that we want keep us on our knees and they keep us in fellowship with God and in contact with God when we ask for them and pray for those problems to be solved. I have a complicated relationship with my dad, and that's always something that's been around, and that's always been something that I've prayed for. But recently, I've been learning to pray more consistently about that. And also, something that a lot of us in the youth leader population feel, and also in the youth population, is we're waiting for the next phase of our life to happen, whether that's I'm waiting to graduate, I'm waiting to go to college, I'm waiting to get a good job, I'm waiting to find a partner. Those are all things that are that we have to pray and wait for and, and faithfully continue to ask God for. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing to kind of tug on the Father's sleeve and remind Him that you want those things. And being in the period of waiting, it it makes you reassess whether those whether you want those things for the right reasons and it helps you to get your spiritual stuff in order <laughs> before maybe god grants those things to you and there's always the possibility that that might not come your way and keeping that in mind keeps you in a state of contentment whether you have it or not and so especially when it comes to waiting for healing in relationships, which I think everyone can relate to. Yeah, patience patience and contentment and continued prayer, those are the things that God is teaching me through those things. I think it's real easy when you're praying for something to pray about it and then think it's going to happen. And you're you know using your time as a reference point for, oh yeah, it should be happening right now. I want it right now. And um, to know that when God doesn't grant that right away, it could simply be him saying, not yet. It's not always yes or no. It could be, yeah, in a little bit Mm -hmm. or when you're ready for it. Yeah. And also it could be never. It could be. Yeah. And that's something that you have to wrestle with and, and come to peace with. I wonder how that kind of fits in then with if God is saying, if God is not going to grant your request ever, then how does that actually fit in with what you are praying about? And and what I'm specifically thinking about is just so often we pray from our point of view of what we want, not necessarily what God wants for us. And it might be easier if he would just come out and tell you no, but he wants you to discipline yourself to become more like him and to uh, get your mind in more in line with his. Yeah, there's lessons all over. There's lessons in the waiting. There's lessons in the no's. There's yeses. lessons in the yeses. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read that in a Dr. Seuss book once. <laughs> oh, man. Copyright issues. So, Alexa... I'm, you know, thinking about somebody your age with, you know, so much of your life ahead of yourself. And I'm just curious where you think your ministry passions might lead you in the future. 
Oh, man. Well, if you ask me my ultimate dream fantasy with without any regard to what's realistic, yes, I would say I would quit my job and start a worship band and tour. Mm-hmm. That would be so fun. And I think I've said this to a couple of people on our worship team before. After we have like a really great set on Sunday and we're wrapping up and I'm just like, hey, Michael... We'll just say the word, I'll quit my job, and we'll do (laughs) (laughs) Two more songs, two more songs. Give me two more, two more. Right. I I love being part of the worship band, and it's just such a combination of all the things that I've worked on in my academics, the things that I do in my job, and um, my passions, and... um, (laughs) Well, God made you a specific way. He made you who you are, and if that, um, you feel that... While that brings you pleasure, it also gives <laughs> it also gives you joy. Then, man, that's just such a blessing. Yeah, I love being on the worship band, and I tell Susan when she schedules me, I wish I could do it every Sunday. Do you have any maybe final words of advice or um, nuggets of wisdom that you would like to pass on? I have been more in God's word now than I have been ever in my life. And my wisdom that I would pass on would just be stay hungry for the word and stay in God's word. It's not something you read once or twice and you glean everything from it and you know everything. You this is this is a book that you're supposed to come back to over and over and over again throughout your entire life. So don't let the size or the volume of the Bible discourage you from reading. Don't act like, oh, it takes so much time. I'm not up for it. I'm not that good of a reader. I'm not that fast of a reader. It'll take me forever. Yeah, it's supposed to. It's supposed, and if you finish fast, you have to do it again. (laughs) No matter how good of a reader you are, right? it's going to take forever. Right. So my advice would just be to always be in God's word, whatever that looks like whether that's five minutes or an hour, <laughs> just just be in God's word and saturate yourself with it. Well, thank you so much for coming in today and taking the time to uh, let us get to know you a little bit more. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. God bless you. Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week.